Act Four of Julius Caesar by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Julius Caesar by William Shakespeare. Act Four. Scene One. A house in Rome. Antony, Octavius, and Lepidus seated at a table. These many, then, shall die. Their names are pricked. Your brother, too, must die. Consent you, Lepidus? I do consent. Prick him down, Antony. Upon condition, Publius shall not live. Who is your sister's son, Mark Anthony? He shall not live. Look, with a spot I damn him. But, Lepidus, go you to Caesar's house, fetch the will hither, and we shall determine how to cut off some charge in legacies. What, shall I find you here? Or here, or at the capital. Exit Lepidus. This is a slight unmeritable man, meet to be sent on errands. Is it fit that the threefold world divided, he should stand one of the three to share it? So you thought him, and took his voice, who should be pricked to die in our black sentence and prescription. Octavius, I have seen more days than you, and though we lay these honors on this man, to ease ourselves of divers slanderous loads, he shall but bear them as the ass bears gold, to groan and sweat under the business, either led or driven, as we point the way. And having brought our treasure where we will, then take we down his load and turn him off, like to the empty ass, to shake his ears and graze in commons. You may do your will, but he's a tried and valiant soldier. So is my horse, Octavius, and for that I do appoint him store of provender. It is a creature that I teach to fight, to wind, to stop, to run directly on, his corporal motion governed by my spirit. And in some taste is Lepidus but so. He must be taught and trained and bid go forth. A barren-spirited fellow, one that feeds on abjects, orts, and imitations, which, out of use and staled by other men, begin his fashion, do not talk of him but as a property. And now, Octavius, listen great things. Brutus and Cassius are levying powers. We must straight make head. Therefore let our alliance be combined, our best friends made, our means stretched, and let us presently go sit in council. How covert matters may be best disclosed, and open perils surest answered. Let us do so, for we are at the stake." and bade about with many enemies, and some that smile have in their hearts, I fear, millions of mischiefs. Exeunt Scene two. Camp near Sardis, before Brutus's tent. Drum. Enter Brutus, Lucilius, Lucius, and soldiers. Tintinius and Pindarus meeting them. Stand! Ho! Give the word, ho, and stand. What now, Lucilius? Is Cassius near? He is at hand, and Pindarus is come, to do you salutation from his master. He greets me well. Your master, Pindarus, in his own charge, or by ill officers, hath given me some worthy cause to wish things done, undone. But if he be at hand, I shall be satisfied. I do not doubt but that my noble master will appear such as he is full of regard and honour he is not doubted a word lucilius 
how he received you let me be resolved with courtesy and with respect enough but not with such familiar instances nor with such free and friendly conference as he hath used of old thou hast described a hot friend cooling ever note lucilius when love begins to sicken and decay it useth an enforced ceremony there are no tricks in plain and simple faith but hollow men like horses hot at hand make gallant show and promise of their mettle but when they should endure the bloody spur they fall their crests and like deceitful jades sink in the trial comes his army on they mean this night in sardis to be quartered the greater part the horse in general are come with cassius hark he is arrived low march within march gently on to meet him enter cassius and his powers stand ho stand ho speak the word along stand 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 most noble brother you have done me wrong judge me you gods wrong i mine enemies and if not so how should i wrong a brother brutus this sober form of yours hides wrongs and when you do them cassius be content speak your griefs softly i do know you well before the eyes of both our armies here which should perceive nothing but love from us let us not wrangle bid them move away then in my tent cassius enlarge your griefs and i will give you audience pindarus bid our commanders lead their charges off a little from this ground lucilius do the like and let no man come to our tent till we have done our conference let lucius and tentenius guard the door exeunt scene three brutus's tent enter brutus and cassius that you have wronged me doth appear in this that you have condemned and noted lucius pella for taking bribes hereof the sardians wherein my letters praying on his side because i knew the man was slighted off you wronged yourself to write in such a case in such a time as this it is not meet that every nice offence should bear his comment let me tell you cassius you yourself are much condemned to have an itching palm to sell and mart your offices for gold to undeservers i an itching palm you know that you were brutus that speak this or by the gods this speech were else your last the name of cassius honours this corruption and chastisement doth therefore hide his head chastisement remember march the ides of march remember did not great julius bleed for justice's sake what villain touched his body that did stab and not for justice what shall one of us that struck the foremost man of all this world but for supporting robbers shall we now contaminate our fingers with base bribes and sell the mighty space of our large honours for so much 
trash as may be grasped thus. I had rather be a dog and bay the moon than such a Roman. Brutus, bay me not, I'll not endure it. You forget yourself to hedge me in. I am a soldier, I, older in practice, abler than yourself to make conditions. Go to. You are not, Cassius. I am. I say, you are not. Urge me no more, I shall forget myself. Have mind upon your health, tempt me no further. Away, slight man. Is't possible? Hear me, for I will speak. Must I give way and room to your rash collar? Shall I be frighted when a madman stares? Now, ye gods, ye gods, must I endure all this? All this? I, more, fret till your proud heart break. Go show your slaves how choleric you are, and make your bondmen tremble. Must I budge? Must I observe you? Must I stand and crouch under your testy humour? By the gods you shall digest the venom of your spleen, though it do split you. For from this day forth I use you for my mirth, yea, for my laughter, when you are waspish. Is it come to this? You say you are a better soldier. Let it appear so. Make your vaunting true, and it shall please me well. For mine own part, I shall be glad to learn of noble men. You wrong me every way. You wrong me, Brutus. I said an elder soldier, not a better. Did I say better? If you did, I care not. When Caesar lived, he durst not thus have moved me. Peace, peace. You durst not so have tempted him. I durst not. No. What durst not tempt him? For your life you durst not. Do not presume too much upon my love. I may do that I shall be sorry for. You have done that you should be sorry for. There is no terror, Cassius, in your threats. For I am armed so strong in honesty that they pass by me as the idle wind, which I respect not. I did send to you for certain sums of gold, which you denied me, for I can raise no money by vile means. By heaven, I had rather coin my heart and drop my blood for drachmas than to wring from the hard hands of peasants their vile trash by any indirection. I did send to you for gold to pay my legions, which you denied me. Was that done like Cassius? Should I have answered Caius Cassius so? When Marcus Brutus grows so covetous to lock such rascal counters from his friends, be ready, gods, with all your thunderbolts. Dash him to pieces. I denied you not. You did. I did not. He was but a fool that brought my answer back. Brutus hath reaved my heart. A friend should bear his friend's infirmities. But Brutus makes mine greater than they are. I do not. Till you practice them on me. You love me not. I do not like your faults. 
A friendly eye could never see such faults. A flatterer's would not, though they do appear as huge as high Olympus. Come, Antony and young Octavius, come. Revenge yourselves alone on Cassius, for Cassius is a weary of the world, hated by one he loves, braved by his brother, checked like a bondman, all his faults observed, set in a notebook, learned and conned by rote to cast into my teeth. No, oh, I could weep my spirit from mine eyes. There is my dagger, and here my naked breast, within a heart dearer than Plutus mine, richer than gold. If that thou be'st a Roman, take it forth. I that denied thee gold will give my heart. Strike as thou didst it, Caesar, for I know when thou didst hate him worse, thou lovest him better than ever thou lovest Cassius. Sheathe your dagger. Be angry when you will. It shall have scope. Do what you will. Dishonour shall be humour. Oh, Cassius, you are yoked with a lamb that carries anger as the flint bears fire, who much enforced shows a hasty spark, and straight is cold again. Hath Cassius lived to be but mirth and laughter to his Brutus, when grief and blood ill-tempered vexeth him? When I spoke that, I was ill-tempered, too. Do you confess so much? Give me your hand. And my heart, too. Oh, Brutus. What's the matter? Have not you love enough to bear with me, when that wrath's humour which my mother gave me makes me forgetful? Yes, Cassius. And from henceforth, when you are over-earnest with your Brutus, he'll think your mother chides, and leave you so within let me go in to see the generals there is some grudge between them tis not meet they be alone within you shall not come to them within nothing but death shall stay me enter poet followed by lucilius titinius and lucius how now what's the matter for shame you generals what do you mean love and be friends as two such men should be for I have seen more years, I'm sure, than ye. <laughs> How vilely doth this cynic rhyme. Get you hence, sirrah. Saucy fellow, hence. Bear with him, Brutus, tis his fashion. I'll know his humour when he knows his time. What should the wars do with these jigging fools? Companion, hence. Away, away, be gone. Exit poet. Lucilius and Tentenius bid the commanders prepare to lodge their companies to-night and come yourselves and bring masala with you immediately to us exeunt lucilius and tentinius lucius a bowl of wine exit lucius i did not think you could have been so angry oh cassius i am sick of many griefs of your philosophy you make no use if you give place to accidental evils no man bears sorrow better portia is dead ha portia she is dead how scaped i killing when i crossed you so oh insupportable and touching loss upon what sickness impatient of my absence and grief that young octavius with mark antony have made themselves so strong for with her death that tidings came with this she fell distract, and her attendants absent, 
swallowed fire and died so even so oh ye immortal gods re-enter lucius with wine and taper speak no more of her give me a bowl of wine in this i bury all unkindness cassius my heart is thirsty for that noble pledge fill lucius till the wine or swell the cup i cannot drink too much of brutus love come in titanius exit lucius re-enter tintinius with messala welcome good messala now sit we close about this taper here and call in question our necessities portia art thou gone no more i pray you messala i have here received letters that young octavius and mark antony come down upon us with a mighty power bending their expedition toward philippi myself have letters of the self-same tenor with what addition that by prescription and bills of outlawry octavius antony and lepidus have put to death an hundred senators therein our letters do not well agree mine speak of seventy senators that died by their prescriptions cicero being one cicero one cicero is dead and by that order of prescription had you your letters from your wife my lord no messala nor nothing in your letters rid of her nothing messala that methinks is strange why ask you hear you aught of her in yours no my lord now as you are a roman tell me true then like a roman bear the truth i tell for certain she is dead and by strange manner why farewell portia we must die messala with meditating that she must die once i have the patience to endure it now even so great men great losses should endure i have as much of this in art as you yet my nature could not bear it so well to our work alive what do you think of marching to philippi presently i do not think it good your reason this it is tis better that the enemy seek us so shall he waste his means weary his soldiers doing himself offence whilst we lying still are full of rest defence and nimbleness good reasons must of force give place to better the people twixt philippi and this ground do stand but in a forced affection for they have grudged us contribution the enemy marching along by them by them shall make a fuller number up come on refreshed new added and encouraged from which advantage shall we cut him off if at philippi we do face him there these people at our back hear me good brother under your pardon you must note beside that we have tried the utmost of our friends our legions are brimful our cause is ripe the enemy increaseth every day we at the height are ready to decline there is a tide in the affairs of men which taken at the flood leads on to fortune omitted 
all the voyage of their life is bound in shallows and in miseries on such a full sea are we now afloat and we must take the current when it serves or lose our ventures then with your will go on we'll along ourselves and meet them at philippi the deep of night is crept upon our talk and nature must obey necessity which we will niggard with a little rest there is no more to say no more good night early to-morrow we will rise and hence lucius enter lucius my gown exit lucius farewell good messala good night tentenius noble noble cassius good night and good repose oh my dear brother this was an ill beginning to the night never come such division between our souls let it not brutus everything is well good night my lord good night good brother good, good night, night lord, lord brutus. brutus farewell everyone exeunt all but brutus re-enter lucius with the gown give me the gown where is thy instrument here in the tent what thou speak'st drowsily poor knave i blame thee not thou art o'erwatched call claudius and some other of my men i'll have them sleep on cushions in my tent varro and claudius enter varro and claudius calls my lord i pray you sirs lie in my tent and sleep it may be i shall raise you by and by on business to my brother cassius so please you we will stand and watch your pleasure i will not have it so lie down good sirs it may be i shall otherwise bethink me look lucius here's the book i sought for so i put it in the pocket of my gown varro and claudius lie down i was sure your lordship did not give it to me bear with me good boy i am much forgetful canst thou hold up thy heavy eyes a while and touch thy instrument a string or two ay my lord i please you <laughs> it does my boy i trouble thee too much but thou art willing it is my duty sir i should not urge thy duty past thy might i know young bloods look for a time of rest i have slept my lord already it was well done and thou shalt sleep again i will not hold thee long if i do live i will be good to thee music and a song this is a sleepy tune oh murderous slumber layest thou thy leaden mace upon my boy that plays thee music gentle knave good night i will not do thee so much wrong to wake thee if thou dost nod thou breakst thy instrument i'll take it from thee and good boy good night let me see um, let me see is not the leaf turned down where i left reading here it is, I think. Enter the ghost of Caesar. 
how ill this taper burns ha who comes here i think it is the weakness of my eyes that shapes this monstrous apparition comes upon me art thou any thing art thou some god some angel or some devil that makes my blood cold and my hair to stare speak to me what thou art thy evil spirit brutus why comest thou to tell thee thou shalt see me at philippi well then i shall see thee again i at philippi why i will see thee at philippi then exit ghost now i have taken heart thou vanishest ill spirit i would hold more talk with thee boy lucius viro claudius sirs awake claudius the strings my lord are false he thinks he is still at his instrument lucius awake my lord didst thou dream lucius that thou so criest out my lord i do not know that i did cry yes that thou didst didst thou see anything nothing my lord sleep again lucius sirrah claudius to varro fellow thou awake my lord my lord why did you so cry out sirs in your sleep did we my lord ay saw you anything no my lord i saw nothing no i my lord go and commend me to my brother cassius bid him set on his powers betimes before and we will follow it shall be done my lord Exeunt. End of Act 4Act Five of Julius Caesar by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Julius Caesar by William Shakespeare. Act Five. Scene One. The Plains of Philippi. Enter Octavius, Antony, and their army. Now, Antony. Our hopes are answered. You said the enemy would not come down, but keep the hills and upper regions. It proves not so. Their battles are at hand. They mean to warn us at Philippi here, answering before we do demand of them. Tut! I am in their bosoms, and I know wherefore they do it. They could be content to visit other places, and come down with fearful bravery, thinking by this face to fasten in our thoughts that they have courage but tis not so enter a messenger prepare you generals the enemy comes on in gallant show their bloody sign of battle is hung out and something to be done immediately octavius lead your battle softly on upon the left hand of the even field upon the right hand i keep thou the left why do you cross me in this exigent i do not cross you 
but I will do so. March. Drum. Enter Brutus, Cassius, and their army, Lucilius, Tintinius, Messala, and others. They stand, and would have parley. Stand fast, Tintinius. We must out and talk. Mark Antony. Shall we give sign of battle? No, Caesar, we will answer on their charge. Make forth. The generals would have some words. Stir not until the signal. Words before blows. Is it so, countrymen? Not that we love words better, as you do. Good words are better than bad strokes, Octavius. In your bad strokes, Brutus, you give good words. Witness the hole you made in Caesar's heart, crying, Live long, hail Caesar. Antony, the posture of your blows are yet unknown, but for your words they rob the hybdebees and leave them honeyless. Not stingless, too. Oh, yes, and soundless, too. For you have stolen their buzzing, Antony, and very wisely threat before you sting. Villains, you did not so, when your vile daggers hacked one another in the sides of Caesar. You showed your teeth like apes, and fawned like hounds, and bowed like bondmen, kissing Caesar's feet, whilst damned Casca, like a cur, behind struck Caesar on the neck. Oh, you flatterers! Flatterers! Now, Brutus, thank yourself. This tongue had not offended so to-day if Cassius might have ruled. Come, come the cause. If arguing made us sweat, the proof of it will turn to redder drops. Look, I draw a sword against conspirators. When think you that the sword goes up again? Never till Caesar's three-and-thirty wounds be well avenged, or till another Caesar have added slaughter to the sword of traitors. Caesar, thou canst not die by traitors' hands, unless thou bringst them with thee. So I hope. I was not born to die on Brutus's sword. Oh, if thou wert the noblest of thy strain, young man, thou couldst not die more honorably. A peevish schoolboy worthless of such honor, joined with a masker and a reveller, Old Cassius still. Come, Antony, away. Defiance, traitors, hurl we in your teeth. If you dare fight today, come to the field. If not, when you have stomachs. Exeunt Octavius, Antony, and their army. Why, now blow, wind, swell, billow, and swim, bark. The storm is up, and all is on the hazard. Ho, oh, Lucilius, hark, a word with you. Standing forth. My lord? Brutus and Lucilius converse apart. Messala! Standing forth. What says my general? Messala, this is my birthday, as this very day was Cassius born. Give me thy hand, Messala, be thou my witness that against my will, as Pompey was, am I compelled to sit upon one battle all our liberties. You know that I held Epicurus strong, and his opinion, now I change my mind and partly credit things that do presage. Coming from Sardis on our former ensign, two mighty eagles fell, and there they perched, gorging and feeding from our soldiers' hands. Who to Philippi here consorted us? This morning they are fled away and gone. And in their steads do ravens, crows, and kites fly o'er our heads and downward look on us, as we were sickly prey. Their shadows seem a canopy most fatal, under which our army lies, ready to give up the ghost. Believe not so. But I believe it partly, for I am fresh of spirit and resolve to meet all perils very constantly. 
Even so, Lucilius. Now, most noble Brutus, the gods today stand friendly, that we may, lovers in peace, lead on our days to age. But since the affairs of men rest still uncertain, let's reason with the worst that may befall. If we do lose this battle, then is this the very last time we shall speak together? What are you then determined to do? Even by the rule of that philosophy by which I did blame Cato for the death which he did give himself, I know not how, but I do find it cowardly and vile, for fear of what might fall, so to prevent the time of life, arming myself with patience, to stay the providence of some high powers that govern us below. Then if we lose this battle, you are contented to be led in triumph through the streets of Rome? No, Cassius, no. Think not, thou noble Roman, that ever Brutus will go bound to Rome. He bears too great a mind. But this same day must end that work the Ides of March begun. And whether we shall meet again, I know not. Therefore, our everlasting farewell take. Forever, and for ever farewell, Cassius. If we do meet again, why, we shall smile. If not, why then, this parting was well made. Forever, and forever farewell, Brutus. If we do meet again, we'll smile indeed. If not, tis true this parting was well made. Why then, lead on. Oh, that a man might know the end of this day's business ere it come. But it sufficeth that the day will end, and then the end is known. Come, ho, away. Exeunt. Scene two. The same, the field of battle. Alarum. Enter Brutus and Messala. Ride, ride, Messala, ride, and give these bills unto the legions on the other side. Loud alarum. Let them set on at once, for I perceive but gold demeanor in Octavius's wing, and sudden push gives them the overthrow. Ride, ride, Messala, let them all come down. Exeunt. Scene three, another part of the field. Alarums, enter Cassius and Tintinius. Oh, look, Tintinius, look, the villains fly. Myself have to mine own turned enemy. This ensign here of mine was turning back. I slew the coward and did take it from him. Oh, Cassius, Brutus gave the word too early, who, having some advantage in Octavius, took it too eagerly as soldiers fell to spoil, whilst we by Antony are all enclosed enter pindarus fly further off my lord fly further off mark antony is in your tents my lord fly therefore noble cassius fly far off this hill is far enough look look tintinius are those my tents where i perceive the fire they are my lord tintinius if thou lovest me mount thou my horse and hide thy spurs in him till he have brought thee up to yonder troops and here again that i may rest assured whether yon troops are friend or enemy I will be here again, even with a thought. Exit. Go, Pindarus, get higher on that hill. My sight was ever thick. Regard Tintinius, and tell me what thou noticed about the field. Pindarus ascends the hill. This day I breathed first, 
Time has come round, and where did I begin, there shall I end. My life has run his compass. Sirrah, what news? Above. Oh, my lord. What news? Above. Tintinius is enclosed round about with horsemen that make to him on the spur, yet he spurs on. Now they are almost on him. Now, Tintinius, now some light. Oh, he lights too. He is taken. Shout. Ah! And hark! They shout for joy. Come down, behold no more. Oh, coward that I am to live so long, to see my best friend taken before my face. Pindarus descends. Come hither, sirrah. In Parthia did I take thee prisoner. And then I swore thee, saving of thy life, that whatsoever I did bid thee do, thou shouldst attempt it. Come now, keep thine oath. Now be a free man, and with this good sword that ran through Caesar's bowels, search this bosom. Stand not to answer. Here, take thou the hilts. And when my face is covered as tis now, guide thou the sword. Pendarus stabs him. Caesar! Thou art revenged, even with the sword that killed thee. Dies. So I am free, yet would not so have been, durst I have done my will. O Cassius, far from this country Pindarus shall run, where never Roman shall take note of him. Exit. Re-enter Tintinius with Messala. It is but change, Tintinius, for Octavius is overthrown by noble Brutus' power, as Cassius' legions are by Antony. These tidings will well comfort Cassius. Where did you leave him? All disconsolate, with Pindarus his bondman, on this hill. Is not that he that lies upon the ground? He lies not like the living. Oh, my heart! Is not that he? No, this was he, Messala. But Cassius is no more. O oh, setting sun, as in thy red rays thou dost sink to-night, so in his red blood Cassius' day is set. The sun of Rome is set. Our day is gone. Clouds, dews, and dangers come. Our deeds are done. Mistrust of my success hath done this deed. Mistrust of good success hath done this deed. O hateful error, melancholy's child, why dost thou show to the apt thoughts of men the things that are not? O error soon conceived! Thou never comest unto a happy birth, but kills the mother that engendered thee. What? Pindarus! Where art thou? Pindarus! Seek him, Titinius, whilst I go to meet the noble Brutus, thrusting this report into his ears. I may say thrusting it, for piercing steel and darts envenomed shall be as welcome to the ears of Brutus as tidings of this sight. Hi, you, Messala, and I will seek for Pindarus the while. Exit, Messala. Why dost thou send me forth, brave Cassius? Did I not meet thy friends? And did not they put on my brows this wreath of victory, and bid me give it thee? Didst thou not hear their shouts? Alas, thou hast misconstrued everything. Behold thee, take this garland on thy brow. Thy Brutus bid me give it thee, and I will do his bidding. Brutus, come apace, and see how I regarded Caius Cassius. By your leave, gods, this is a Roman's part. Come, Cassius' sword, and find Titinius's heart. Kills himself. Alarum. 
re-enter Messala with Brutus, Cato, Strato, Volumnius, and Lucilius. Where, where, Messala, does his body lie? Lo, yonder, and Titinius mourning it. Tintinius's face is upward. He is slain. Oh, Julius Caesar, thou art mighty yet. Thy spirit walks abroad, and turns our swords in our own proper entrails. Low alarms. Brave Tintinius, look whether he have not crowned that Cassius. Are yet two Romans living such as these? The last of all the Romans, fare thee well. It is impossible that ever Rome should breed thy fellow. Friends, I owe more tears to this dead man than you shall see me pay. I shall find time, Cassius. I shall find time. Come, therefore, and to Thasos send his body. His funerals shall not be in our camp, lest it discomfort us. Lucilius, come, and come, young Cato, let us to the field. Labio and Flavius, set our battles on. Tis three o'clock, and Romans, yet ere night, we shall try fortune in a second fight. Exeunt. Scene four. Another part of the field. Alarum. Enter fighting soldiers of both armies, then Brutus, Cato, Lucilius, and others. Yet, countrymen, oh, yet hold up your heads. Watch Basta doth not. Who will go with me? I will proclaim my name about the field. I am the son of Marcus Cato, ho, a foe to tyrants and my country's friend. I am the son of Marcus Cato, ho. And I am Brutus. Marcus Brutus, I. Brutus, my country's friend, know me for Brutus. Exit. O young and noble Cato, art thou down? Why, now thou diest as bravely as Titinius, and mayst be honoured, being Cato's son. Yield, or thou diest. Only I yield to die. There is so much that thou wilt kill me straight. Offering money. Kill Brutus, and be honoured in his death. We must not, a noble prisoner. Room ho. Tell Antony Brutus is taken. I'll tell the news. Here comes the general. Enter Antony. Brutus is Tayen. Brutus is Tayen, my lord. Where is he? Safe, Antony. Brutus is safe enough. I dare assure thee that no enemy shall ever take alive the noble Brutus. The gods defend him from so great a shame. When you do find him, or alive or dead, he will be found like Brutus, like himself. This is not Brutus, friend, but I assure you a prize no less in worth. Keep this man safe. Give him all kindness. I had rather have such men my friends than enemies. Go on and see whether Brutus be alive or dead, and bring us word unto Octavius's tent, how everything is chanced. Exeunt. Scene 5. Another part of the field. 
Enter Brutus, Dardanius, Clytus, Strato, and Volumnius. Come, poor remains of friends, rest on this rock. Statilius showed the torchlight, but, my lord, he came not back. He is Ortean or slain. Sit thee down, Clytus. Slain is the word. It is a deed in fashion. Hark thee, Clytus. Whispers. What, I, my lord? No, not for all the world. Peace, then, no words. I'll rather kill myself. Hark thee, Dardanius. Whispers. Shall I do such a deed? O Dardanius! O Clytus! What ill request did Brutus make to thee? To kill him, Clytus. Look, he meditates. Now is that noble vessel full of grief that it runs over even at his eyes. Come hither, good Volumnius. List a word. What says, my lord? Why, this, Volumnius. The ghost of Caesar hath appeared to me two several times by night. At Sardis once, and this last night here in Philippi fields. I know my hour is come. Not so, my lord. Nay, I am sure it is, Volumnius. Thou seest the world, Volumnius, how it goes. Our enemies have beat us to the pit. Low alarms. It is more worthy to leap in ourselves than tarry till they push us. Good Volumnius, thou knowst that we two went to school together. Even for that our love of old, I prithee, hold thou my sword hilts, whilst I run on it. That's not an office for a friend, my lord. Alarum still. Fly, fly, my lord. There is no tarrying here. Farewell to you, and you, and you, Volumnius. Strato, thou hast been all this while asleep. Farewell to thee too, Strato. Countrymen, my heart doth joy, that yet in all my life I found no man but he was true to me. I shall have glory by this losing day, more than Octavius and Mark Antony by this vile conquest shall attain unto. So, fare you well at once, for Brutus's tongue hath almost ended his life's history. Night hangs upon mine eyes, my bones would rest, that have but labored to attain this hour. Alarum. Cry within. Fly, fly, fly. Fly, my lord, fly! Hence I will follow. Exeunt Clytus, Dardanius, and Volumnius. I prithee, Strato, stay thou by thy lord. Thou art a fellow of a good respect. Thy life hath had some smatch of honor in it. Hold then my sword, and turn away thy face, while I do run upon it. Wilt thou, Strato? Give me your hand first. Fare you well, my lord. Farewell. 
Good, straight home. Runs on his sword. Sees her. Now, be still. I killed not thee with half so good a will. Dies. Alarum. Retreat. Enter Octavius, Antony, Messala, Lucilius, and the army. What man is that? My master's man. Strato, where is thy master? Free from the bondage you are in, Messala. The conquerors can but make a fire of him, for Brutus only overcame himself, and no man else hath honour by his death. So Brutus should be found. I thank thee, Brutus, that thou hast proved Lucilius saying true. All that served Brutus, I will entertain them. Fellow, wilt thou bestow thy time with me? I, if Messala will prefer me to you. Do so, good Messala. How died my master, Strato? I held the sword, and he did run on it. Octavius, then take him to follow thee, that did the latest service to my master. This was the noblest Roman of them all. All the conspirators, save only he, did that they did in envy of great Caesar. He only, in a general honest thought and common good to all, made one of them. His life was gentle, and the elements so mixed in him, that nature might stand up and say to all the world, This was a man. According to his virtue, let us use him with all respect and rites of burial. Within my tent his bones to-night shall lie, most like a soldier ordered honorably. So call the field to rest, and let's away to part the glories of this happy day. Exeunt. End of Act Five. End of Julius Caesar by William Shakespeare. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.